0: It's Sunday night here in the KZSM studios and it is seven o'clock it means it is time for Riasis with Kathy Laura hello, Rob. and let's bring that up there okay now hit me up again Kathy hello Rob how, Rob. how are you, you. <laughs> Well, we got the mic check in good and uh, uh, it is nice and warm here in the studio, and we are, It's, yeah, it's like being on the porch, except it's a lot warmer, I think, tonight. And uh, Kathy, so who do we have in the studio here with us? Well,
1: we have in the studio today uh, as our guest uh, Armando Martinez, uh, and uh, he and his, his niece, Marisawa, are uh, you Suarez? Mm-hmm. Suarez, and uh, your sister, Veronica Veronica Suarez yes. as well. Uh-huh. Are oh, yeah, here. Herrera. Herrera, okay <laughs> okay they're they're here to talk to us about uh, their family business and their family business is Victory Cleaners and it's located on um, is it South LBJ
0: 418.
1: 418 South LBJ Drive and for those of us that have lived here in San Marcos for a very long time they're they're at that corner where as you come down Guadalupe Street you make that right turn you make that left and there's that marquee that everybody knows about and they're located in that building right there and so i'd like to offer you a welcome to our show i'm so excited <laughs> and happy that that y'all have come to talk to us thank you for having us thank you so um i wanted to ask you a little bit about about your background for for you okay. uh, uh, talk to me about um, where um, you went to school uh, here in town did you go to college here so
2: i did go to san marcus high school here i was born and raised And then once I graduated, I went to Texas State University where I got my bachelor's degree in exercise and sports science. And my minor was health and wellness promotions. Um, I ended up getting pregnant right before, and I gave birth to my son right two weeks before I graduated. And that's kind of how I ended up (laughs) back at the cleaners. It was only gonna be just for a few years, but during those few years, I fell back in love with working working there with the family and trying to you know continue my grandpa's legacy and that's when i kind of decided i want to be all in
1: that that's kind of funny because i think for those of us that grew up in family businesses like that you're never supposed to stay there it's only supposed to be a temporary thing right and i remember i told my mother i think when i was like about 35 i was like yeah you know this i wasn't supposed to be here this long and i was mm-hmm. like i think i need to go do something else what am i supposed to do And she's like don't worry about it she's like you've only lived half of your life you know if you go do something else that's plenty of time <laughs> and so i'm like really that wasn't the consolation i was looking for but that's what i got but no it i think it's hard when you have a family business like mm-hmm. that because you feel like a, a loyalty the legacy that you have and you want to continue to see it move on so right. i think that's kind of admirable that when you went back you found that that little burning thing inside of you that says yeah, yeah no i found my passion yeah, I, I did so how about for you amando um you grew up in a family business there tell me a little bit about how it was growing up in 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 that business uh, you're, you're going to school you just decided to stay there was your deal helping your mom and your dad continue to move forward
3: Well, I started helping my mom and dad when I was working at the grocery store. I'd go in there in the mornings or I'd go in there in the afternoons whenever I was off or out of school. Um, And it just continued. And then Roya, my uncle, sold us the property on the corner where we are at this time, asked me if I would go work over there because dad was set on staying here on 418 South LBJ, I mean, San Antonio Street. And... uh, I told her I would help her as long as I could, and we ended up building the building, and my father and my mother ended up going with us. So that's how that started. So I said, well, I'm, uh," when I was working at the grocery store, I told them I was going to quit and start working with help, helping them. I wasn't sure how long I was going to stay there. I just said I would help them, so, and I'm still there to this day, so. Yeah. Amanda, can
0: you do me a favor? Just pick the mic up just a little bit more towards you, and, and I'll be able to pick you up a little better. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: So, so where on San Antonio Street uh, was the original cleaners at? At
0: 418 West
3: San Antonio. No, but on,
1: on San Antonio. So um, it's t-
3: where um used to be just Justin's Oh, the haircut, haircut place. place.
1: Yeah, so right behind Nephew's?
3: Yes. Yeah. It behind. was Dave Adams Barbershop. Yes. And then uh we were next to them.
1: Yeah, because I know uh, uh, when we had this conversation uh, they said it was San Antonio Street, but they couldn't tell us where it was at, so now we know where it's at. Um, The purpose of the show first is to kind of start off with uh, family history, and I, I got a little bit ahead of myself, so give me a little bit of family history on your father and a little bit on your mom. So where are they from? Are they born and raised here in San Marcos? Did they come here from someplace else? My mom was born here, and so was my That was
3: born, yeah. Yeah. Both of them were born here in
2: San San Marcos. My mom, both of them graduated from San Marcos High School. My dad ended up working his career at Texas State with um, the facilities. And then once he retired a couple years ago, my mom convinced him to come work with her, her, to be there with her. And so that's kind of where he is right Mm -hmm. now. And um, my mom, I know she did she had thought about going into nursing for a little bit but you know she also kind of fell back into the cleaners too um my grandma i know was the one who taught her to sew and from all the stories i've heard she's been sewing since she was 20 and that's how come she has you know everybody knows her for her her sewing sewing skills skills, yeah yeah.
1: how did the uh, cleaners come about with your grandfather what what um motivated your your grandfather to start this this cleaning service business
2: um, so I, I actually talked to all of um, my, my tío and my tías, and it's a story that we' have, I've heard since I was little that after he got out of the army, that's kind of what he went to because he learned his skills while he was in the army. Now, if that's I don't think that's exactly everything he did while he was in the army, he was in the army, but that's where he kind of learned the the back the foundation of everything.
3: Well, actually, he needed a job. And when he came in, uh, I think that was the only opportunity that he found at the time. And the gentleman told him to go ahead and, s- and work with him. Mm-hmm. So he did. And it was him and uh, Jesse Gomez. Mr. Gomez. Uh-huh. They were both together for a while. Um, and that's just the way it started.
1: Mm-hmm. So he, he must have found a love for it and decided that that's what he was going to make a career out uh, of. Uh, well, the, the, the gentleman Mr. that
3: he, he uh, hired him decided to retire. After a couple of years, I imagine, I didn't get the full story. And uh, him and Mr. Gomez bought it together, and they went into a partnership, apparently. And um, from there on, Mr. Gomez decided to get out. He wanted to uh, do his own thing, and Dad kept it. So, uh, you know, he just kept going.
1: And, and you mentioned that your grandfather, and I, and I know your grandfather from the VFW, but you mentioned that he was um, in the mil- in the military. So mm-hmm. he was World War II. Is that War correct? World War mm-hmm. And um, where did he serve um, during his time in in uh, in the military? So was was he drafted into into the? Uh, yeah, did he volunteer?
2: N- his brother volunteered, but he was drafted. Um, I'm, we're not one hundred percent sure on everywhere he was mm-hmm. stationed. We knew we do know he went to the northern France part. Mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff they like letters medals mm-hmm. all that it was unfortunately lost in his mom's house uh, due to a flood mm-hmm. so we don't have all those records and we actually haven't truly tried Um every now and then we try again to get the, the stuff but then we fall back off it but we do know that he did receive some medals and um uh yeah some uh, bronze star oh from wow
1: yeah bronze stars and so did did he mm-hmm. marry your grandmother after he came back or was he married to your grandmother before he left he married her when he got back When he got back mm-hmm. did he already know her or did he meet her when he came back do you know
3: we don't I don't know that story no. I know he got married they got married in uh, December
2: ni- uh d- no December 31st 1949 1949 um, actually I know that story because I asked grandma when grandpa was in the nursing <laughs> home <laughs> um, he said that he happens to go to a dance and he saw her and they met they talked and danced and he's like I would like to take you out and back then, a lot of the f- families, they were marg- uh, migrant farmers. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I'm about to leave this weekend, so if you want to date me, you have to
1: marry me. And he married her. So that must have been oh, right oh. around this, you says, at, at the September, because that's when all the migrant people that did that type of work with yeah, me, we was, had that conversation. Yeah, it was around
3: here. September time. Yeah. It had mm-hmm. to be. And uh, Yeah,
1: Yeah. wow. So um, they, your grandmother, she. She married your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Did he leave with her to go, or did she stay behind? She, stay she behind. stayed behind. Mm-hmm. And then, um, had he already started his, his cleaner business? No? That I don't think no? so.
3: No, I don't think so because he would have lost it if yeah. he had started it back yeah. then. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I saw that you guys have um, a tremendous amount of years in, in um, the service industry that y'all are in. And it's it's quite a feat because there aren't a lot of people that, that can say that they've been able to do a business and sustain it for the amount of years that they've had. You guys are going almost, what, 61 years now? Uh, 65. Next, 65. His birthday. Okay. His wow. birthday year. <laughs> so 1958. Okay, I'm going to remember that year, 1958. 65 years. What sense of pride do you have in knowing that you have this, this legacy, 65 years of legacy, that hard work, determination, sweat and tears, that, that both your, I guess your grandmother and your mother and your father did, and now that you've taken a position in it to keep a, moving forward. How does that, how do you feel uh, uh, about that, that legacy that's been left behind for y'all? Is there pressure to keep it moving forward? Um,
3: well, I think the pressure is uh, given how good quality work. I mean, mm-hmm. to run the business is basically keeping up with everything else, all mm-hmm. our other. Mm-hmm yeah
1: you know um, oh and I think especially because you guys have a high volume of customers that come in that customer service thing is kind of kind of hard because I think sometimes people bring a garment to you and mm-hmm. they expect you to work a miracle with it and yeah it's, it's kind of hard you know you explain that to them and then they leave and then they come back and well, so growing
2: up i I didn't feel too much pressure. our mom always said if she wasn't going to make us stay and work in the cleaners um. But ever since I started working with the cleaners, I, I know for me speaking, I do feel a sense of pride, uh, especially because a lot of the customers, they remember me in my mom's stomach or me being a little kid, you know, they're at the cleaners. So I do feel a sense of pride. Uh, the pressure is when they have that same expectation for so many years and to keep that same quality, like my uncle said, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's there. I want to make sure that the same quality they got back when my grandpa was there is still continuing
1: um do you all find in the garment business uh, and i know I, I see it sometimes in, in a lot of things that, that that we do the quality of the of the material for clothing is not quite there like it used to be you know the, you they used to put out fantastic pieces of, <laughs> of of product and for myself i think that the quality of the stuff that's being put out now is not quite quite not there so it's not clothing doesn't (laughs) last as long as it should the stitching on it is not as you know um well for sure the quality is not the same
2: and that's really hard to explain to customers especially from you know high-end ones that you they pay like hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm. and tell them you're paying more for a label and then you know, uh, you know, that they rip easy or if they have embellishments and they just fall off the first time. It could be either with us mm-hmm. doing it or, you know, they, them doing it at home. It's yeah. not the same.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's just because a lot of garments, they say machine wash, mm-hmm. and they want them dry cleaned no matter what. And some garments, you just can't
4: dry, dry clean,
3: clean. Uh, especially the silk screening.
2: Yeah, silk screening <coughs> will crack if you dry clean it, unless, and you have to explain that to them and and Even if you d- do. <laughs> they explain.
3: still they insist on it, but sometimes we just have to go by our own instincts and just...
1: <laughs> say yes or no. And say, just mm-hmm. say yes
3: and do it the way we...
1: We know we're supposed we're, to. We
3: know we're supposed to and pray that they like it <laughs> and they don't question what we did.
2: Especially like the dyes. So there was like that whole pastel neon face for <clears throat> pants. The minute you would wash them, they would favor. Fave. If they had a stain, the stain treatment that we would use, it would pull the the color right off. Well,
3: you remember the black and the white dresses? Oh yeah, those
2: are nightmares. A lot of
3: those were nightmares cuz you could it says wash, we would wash it and mm-hmm. it still bleed. Yeah. We would dry clean it and it still bleed. It was like it's it's your chance. The 50/50 is going to work right. Or sometimes <laughs> the
1: customer gets a stain they try to clean it at home and they don't tell you and then you apply something to it 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 or it al- it's already come damaged to mm-hmm. to is. you and then Exactly. Yeah. So, um tell me the your Mo- your grandmother and your grandfather's name, because we did we didn't mention their names. So, Mr. Mrs. Martinez.
2: <laughs> my grandpa is Aurelio Arre- Martinez, and then my grandma is Isabel, Isabel Martinez. Her maiden name is Garza. Garza.
1: But your grandmother comes from a very large, a very large family. So okay. Eighteen in her. It yes. It, Eighteen in her family. And we haven't had a chance to to discuss them, but I'm hoping to have somebody come talk to us about them. Mm-hmm. But we're g- our, our show mainly today is going to focus on your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, your grandfather had a very long history of um, civic service here mm-hmm. in, in in town, and I know um, from when I was growing up, I used to see him all the time at the VFW on Friday nights. Uh, mm-hmm. The VFW had bingo at their hall, and that was their form of uh, their um, fundraising Fun-raising for yes, the VFW. Yeah. And I used to see your grandfather, and I remember him in his black-rimmed glasses, and his hair hadn't quite gone, gotten black yet. But it had a little bit of silver in it, and he'd go out there and he'd sell bingo cards. Right. And then your grandmother would, um, sometimes she'd work in the kitchen because she was a member of the Women's Auxiliary. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then when she wasn't working, she was, all used to see Estella or um, Susana or even your mom come in and drop off cakes or mm-hmm. something that she had made there. So I know they had that there, but somebody was telling me that they were also involved in, uh, was it the Cuauhtempo? Probably. I'm not too no. sure about the cuartelmo. Th- yeah,
3: I'm not sure about the cuartelmo.
1: So what what's other civic organizations that you're that you're parents? The only two
2: I know of, like like you said, for the bingo mm-hmm. night, he would help out, he would volunteer to clean the VFW, which a lot of the members it was a volunteer work, they would volunteer and clean. He whenever events happened, like bingo receptions, he Dances. would mm-hmm. quinceaneras. Quinceaneras. Yeah. he would do the bartending. Mm-hmm and then i know not often but every now and then he would drive or he would come go with my grandma with the ladies of auxiliary Mm -hmm. and go to the va i think in austin it was and they would go drop off some stuff there for them Um, but as far as giving back to the community i did speak to my other theas and they said that they they had big hearts even though they didn't have a lot to give they would give to people in need, but they never—they were very humble, so they never spoke about it. So it's kind of something they did behind the scenes.
1: I think that's something that we had that conversation to here once. And I see a lot of the difference now with maybe my generation and those that come after myself, where we give, but you—you you want everybody to know right. that that you, that you've given. And so my dad would always say that's the difference when you know the difference from somebody who gives with a full heart mm-hmm. and somebody who gives. To get something in return
3: our, my mother always told me that or my father too they would always say if you give someone something do not expect it to come back so that's what we understood
1: and so I think uh, a lot of people don't understand that you do give a lot but you just don't say and uh, I think that's admirable that mm-hmm. that you don't expect anything in return Are we ready
0: for a station break? Yeah, it's time for a break here on Riasis here on Sunday night, uh, December uh, 4th. And uh, glad everybody is here along with us. And uh, and we're going to be right back after the station ID break. And uh, as a reminder, the uh, V's Express on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily as KZSM or SMTX CRA. Thank you for tuning in here on your true community radio station, San Marcos, Texas. Animal lover, safe driver.
3: Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our our roads. It's our our safety.
0: safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. Tune in to Texas River Talk every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. We play music from our favorite country artists and let you know how to catch them live. We'll also have musicians in studio talking about their work and playing on air. So come join the party with Texas River Talk Fridays, noon to two on kzsm.org. True, community radio. And hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Texas TexasRiverTalk. That's at TX. Las
2: historias cobran vida en los parques y bosques locales. Son lugares de maravilla y están más cerca de lo que crees. Haz que el bosque forme parte de tu historia. Encuentra uno cerca de ti en descubreelbosque.org. Traído a ti por el Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el La Council.
3: De acuerdo.
4: Seamos sinceros. Puede que la Sinfónica Nacional no esté en su futuro, pero quiso probar el violín. Usted dijo, sí, porque lo ama. Y si tanto lo ama, ámelo lo suficiente como para asegurarse de que tiene el cinturón abrochado en el asiento trasero. Averigüe más sobre cómo mantener a sus hijos a salvo en su vehículo en NHTSA.gov diagonal protegidos. demuéstreles que los ama. Manténgalos a salvo. Visite NHTSA.gov diagonal protegidos. Presentado por la National Highway Traffic Safety Administration y el Ad All right, Kathy, we are
0: back with you here in the uh, studio, Thrice.
1: So during our our break, we were talking about um, St. John's Catholic Church, and um, you guys mentioned that um, you guys would uh, donate your services to um, the, the church and, and, and cleaning in the um, this I guess what, it, what we were going to call it. Uh, it's kind of like I don't that. know the
3: proper word. We call them robes. Uh, robes. But they're like. I mean, that's more like a choir robes that we're talking about, but. I don't know the proper name for that
1: so that customs
0: proba- I think is what you're yeah. trying to think uh, of but and, probably
1: yeah. what once a week that you would do that for them or I don't I, I don't fully remember but
2: I know right now we do all of them for um,
3: st. Anthony's right, uh-huh. now. And Kyle, yeah, and, right now
2: and then we do also the little I don't know what they're also called The little handkerchiefs <laughs> that they use during communion for Immaculate Heart, Heart of, of Mary, Mary. Hmm.
1: that's in Martindale right mm-hmm. in Martindale well, that you know that that in itself that service, you know, when you start uh, pushing the pen and you put it to paper, that that adds up to quite quite a bit. It so, you you know you're you're donating a lot of that to to the church. So, mm. that's quite commendable. <laughs> um, I'm going to assume, and I know y- you talk about having a giving heart, and I know coming in sometimes to the cleaners, your mom would have all kinds of things there for sale for whatever purpose, whether it's candy or Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
3: Girl Scout Cookies was big when the girls were growing up. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, always something there. Yeah. And um, the marquee there, too, you guys, do you guys still rent the marquee there? Yeah. So what's your price for renting the marquee now? I
2: believe it's 45 for the whole week. Uh-huh. Um, and usually that kind of money she uses it to, it kind of just goes back to whenever we want to have little lunches for the employees. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we use that for.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how I used to get all my information at one time when i am come down that road and go, oh, look, that's going on. Oh, look, Moss is Uh here. And then we
2: do use it, uh, like, if there's, like, a nonprofit Mm -hmm. going on and they're asking for a donation as I'm putting the marquee up, tell them okay that's fine you can use it but you know you put up the letters and you just come bring them down so that's kind of how they do it without being charged
1: charged yeah Mm -hmm. well you know uh like i said you know that was my my board for information a lot of times so Mm -hmm. that that you know that's that's kind of a a a good thing to have and it's good to see that you guys do do, uh donate some some of that Mm -hmm. back um i bet you guys get a lot of people that come in uh, trying to sell y'all ads uh getting donations and you yes. know as a business it's it's important to 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 give but it's also important to know what you know what's your your bottom line is how hard is it to tell somebody no for y'all
3: I don't know I'm in the back most of the time <laughs> working that's on stains stuff so
2: That's a me question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the way I've kind of based it I'm I'm still going based on my grandpa's kind of philosophy yeah. um, so his main philosophy was education and family first and that's something I still install with with the employees if they have something going on with family that still goes on but as far as with the community when it's something for the schools i do usually like the lowest tier because there's a lot of different schools and a lot of it adds up community more, sports uh, yes. and so we we usually do keep it at the lowest end so mm-hmm. that way we can get a little bit m- as many as we can now as far as personal ads no i can easily tell them no like i know hcb in kyle one time was trying to get us to put ads mm-hmm on the back of their coupons and I said no we don't do that we only do it through the schools mm-hmm. so I only try to stay through schools and community things so that we were still
1: giving back well it's, it's good to see uh, that um, I think especially for fall, uh, small businesses that you try to take care of your employees mm-hmm. because you know I think it's imperative if you have a happy employee mm-hmm. then you're gonna get better results from them and yeah. um, you know that they're happier it makes the working environment a little bit better so right my my dad used to say the same thing about uh, the people that would work work with us, and sometimes my poor mother would be making tacos to send out, and my dad would say, "But they're men; they're not going to provide a good service, you know, mm-hmm. if they don't go to work, you know, with a, with a, with a full stomach." So, I think um, we need to bring a lot of it back to that. And you say you instill it in your children, mm-hmm. but I think for for a lot of people that work like that, it was instilled in you. And you instill it in your children. But we're missing a lot of that today from a lot of kids Yeah, that don't have a mother or a father to, to lead them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Or to say, look, you know, this is how things used to be. Let's kind of try to keep it like this. So I don't know, lack of respect. Do, do you have a lot of customers that come in and and, and get disrespectful with you all at times? Uh, when, Okay, so I've been
2: back at the cleaners for uh, 10 years now uh we had a lot in the beginning i still get them from time to time um but i think when we do get them usually they start becoming disrespectful we just tell them look we're not talking to you that way so don't talk to us that way and then they get out of hand or
3: yes a lot of times we have to call the police and take care of the matter it hasn't been
2: too often we have had to but it's not often yes
3: because they get so riled up and they start telling the Customers that are trying to come in, you know, root things, you know, about what we do and this and that. But I mean, it's, I, I mean, I kind of understand they're upset or they want it for a lesser price or, and, you know, it's, it got ruined, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's their, it's their own personal stuff. Mm-hmm. what can you say yeah. but
2: but I think uh, I don't know how are you how involved you are with them um, social media when you've seen during I think it was during COVID with all these people treating customer service employees or staff really bad, real, real yeah. bad and so now they got that reputation of well you're being a Karen mm-hmm. I think nowadays I'm starting to see a huge difference that customers even if they're upset they're being polite about it and being understanding and that even if they're not upset, they, they they're are very, as, pleasant. Yeah, they're they're not not very as, pleasant. They're very pleasant now. They don't get
3: as rude as they used to. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when it first started that COVID, it was like no, nobody had employees. Yeah, you know, because a lot of times one employee got sick, the other employee got sick, another employee. Sometimes we're out three employees or four employees. So you know, and the customer wants their clothes, and they're going, it's COVID. Mm-hmm. We're shorthanded. Anywhere you go, you're shorthanded i uh, we understand you you know are your frustration we we're we're just as frustrated as you are. We can't get your stuff out
2: and, yeah, usually they were understanding. I think the m- only time we didn't have a lot of understanding or understandment from the from some of the community when our boiler went down I think it was like two years ago.
3: Oh yeah, it was down for about a week.
1: it
2: was terrible it was bad that was <laughs> terrible, yeah.
1: Yeah, I and yeah, I think that that's it. I think we have a a lack a, a lack of those kind of things that empathy. Okay, you know, I I mm-hmm. can understand that it went down. Mm-hmm. You know, what can we do and then move move forward? But some I, I don't know human nature. I guess we want yeah. what we want right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, what did you do for that week without the boiler? I mean, did you just have to shut everything down? Did you have to tell people it's just going to wait or?
2: We told them the situation, and we told them it could be anywhere. When the, the first few days, we said it could be anywhere from a week. And then once we saw it was going to be more than a week, we said two weeks. And we gave them the option if they wanted to wait for it or go elsewhere. And we would tell them, you know, there's Royal Cleaners. Quality clean, Cleaners was around at the time. So if they had to go to those other stores, they went to them. Um, but without the boiler, we can't clean. We can't press. So There's
3: there's two things that we needed to went to work that's the air compressors and the boiler without those two nothing can happen so
2: i know that the back was just filled to the rim with clothes so i'm surprised that many people decided to wait Mm -hmm. Um, and then once we got everything going you know we're calling customers trying to see who really needed it who could wait it was and it, it was just
0: It was hard trying to find the
2: clothes. It was very stressful.
3: And then trying to find the people's clothes that needed them. Mm -hmm.
2: Because it was buried behind. (laughs) And it's not hundreds. You're probably looking more to the 1,000 garments. And at the time, we still weren't really known in Kyle. So everybody here in San Marcos knows us. So they know what kind of business we are. But Kyle, they're not too familiar with us. So we did get a little bit more backlash from the Kyle com- uh, customers. So yeah, you have a satellite store mm-hmm. in Kyle. In right. Kyle. But like I said, most of them were understanding, you know, just a few here and there that were not happy, which is very understandable because it's their garments. And we still had a few here in San Marcos, too, but Luleen not as many.
3: Luline was pretty. Old. Yeah, Luline so was
2: yeah, Luline's very. They've known us there. We're, yeah. So they were real chill about everything. So
1: do you have a satellite store in yes. Luline yes. too, as well? Mm-hmm. So Luline, Kyle, you had the one over here on Wonder World Drive. That y'all have closed that one down. Yes,
2: we we've shut that one so down. So where, where
1: else do? Just those three. So Just you you pick up a, a garment there, bring them to San mm-hmm. Marcos, and then take them back. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you guys are growing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We it's been so Where is your store located in Kyle? Um, it's right off
2: of the Frontage Road, frontage road. South, mm-hmm. southbound. Frontage road? Like where the CVS is, oh, right yes. across uh-huh. from the Dairy Queen. Yeah, that new little section right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. We're next to Shaggy Dogs. Region, and Regional
3: uh, Austin is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, right next to Shaggy Dogs, and. um
1: Well, Kyle's a good place to be because Kyle is growing oh, yeah. leaves and balance oh, yeah. oh, yeah, too. So nice. yeah, a
2: lot of the Kyle customers they're real grateful from what we've been told mm-hmm. that we're there and we're happy to provide service um, like I said they're still getting to know us some of our customers from Kyle they already knew who we were already so so
3: they're happy that we're over there now. so they don't so have how to drive have
2: y'all been in Kyle now uh, 2019 oh. right
3: before the right, oh, pandemic.
1: right before COVID
3: Man, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: what, yeah. A, what a time to open up yeah so how was it how was COVID for y'all I, I mean uh, oh it must have been a very stressful thing you know uh but you guys were still taking customers so in we were I- so during covid we had to reduce
2: hours at our satellite stores mm-hmm. and um, unfortunately we still have to operate under those times mm-hmm. um kyle were closed on wednesday same thing with luling um, we barely opened up the weekend maybe almost a year ago back in kyle because mm-hmm. we had the weekend saturday closed closed mm-hmm. yeah um, we're still closed in yeah, yeah, still closed in. yeah. Mm-hmm. um the staff in the back their hours reduced dramatically because they were working about 40 hours they were barely making 15 15 hours at the time um the only thing i can say is that thankfully we didn't have to do any pay cuts on the employee side management side we did have to take you know a pay cut
1: on our end everybody at the top in the family business gets paid less in hard times
2: (laughs) Because we, you know, and we were thankful that we kept, yeah. for the most part, all of our employees. When I mean, we lost a few, um, but for the most part, the employees that we still have right now, we still had during the pan. Uh, like they stayed with us during the pandemic. Um, and then slowly as business started kind of coming back up, it was just trying to...
3: We would love playing by ear. It was so much playing by ear because, yeah. you
2: know, this was a trend no one knew what to expect how
3: to handle it really because i mean it's 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 new to everybody yeah we've never been through it
2: even now it's still every now that we've been like you know so long since the pandemic people think why aren't y'all opening or operating normally we still can't Like people are still working from home so they don't you know they're not dressing up as much so and during the pandemic it kind of caused a more casual wear even at work so again you don't need all those suits and button downs. and
1: Yeah, and the cost of nice uh, blouses has mm-hmm. gone up a lot. So, yeah, you yeah. cut back a little <laughs> bit on that, too. Let's take,
0: a quick Let's take a quick station ID break. This is uh, KCSM.org, your true community radio station. You are li- listening to Ray uh, Asis here on a Sunday night, 7 to 8 o'clock. And uh, Kathy Lara will be right back with you.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, y toda mi gente, my name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the Mix, and I am the host of the all-new Latin Energy Show on KZSM.org San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. and join the Latin Energy Party. It's all about community connection here, so tune in, support, and we'll see you on (laughs) KZSM.org.
4: rip-off. I think I got the wrong house. Discover Texas. Service
2: from 68 P.M. Simpsons.
1: I'm blind in Texas. Away, I want it home Armadillo. Rally on KZFM.org. I want to tell you about Texas Radio and the Big B. Fuck, fuck, fuck.
3: Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on KZSM.org in San Marcos, Texas.
0: KZSM, your true community radio station, would like to wish all our listeners, supporters, underwriters, and members of our community a very happy and safe holiday season. We are thankful to be part of such a wonderfully diverse community. From our radio family to yours, we wish you a joyous holiday season and a prosperous new year yes the holidays are here eventually we're gonna get some lights up and things here in the studio I think Kathy may help me out here in just a little bit but come on down. We're going to be having uh, some gifts that we're going to be having in the window that you can come by and send us a message and say, Yeah, we'd like to donate. And we're going to have those under our tree. So we've got some neat things that people in the community have given us here and uh, some great stuff that uh, some of the hosts are, are bringing in. So come down, 216 North Guadalupe, San Marcos, Texas, 78666. Kathy. Let's get on back here.
1: So I'm going to ask you this question because we all know how hard it is to to, to start a, a business and um, capital always seems to be, you know, the, the main word there. And a lot of times back then it was hard for a lot of the um, Hispanic people to go to a bank to get funding. A lot of times you had to have a lot of collateral. Mm-hmm. And you you wouldn't um, be able to to get a loan or you know small business I don't know if small business administration, yeah, I think it was already up, but you, you wouldn't do those those things how How did your father get the funding for his business well so they w- I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong
2: on this, but to my knowledge my grandpa my grandparents were real quiet about how to do money. that was something that I guess their generation they don't talk mm-hmm. about. Um, now if they got a loan we're not we're assuming they got a loan because I know
3: I just know that my dad while he was in the military to save a lot of his money well uh, he sent a lot of money to his mother plus uh, (coughs) they had classes in the military I mean I have some books from him that are about three inches thick and if you were to read them you'd be surprised what we would find in them Mm -hmm. Uh, but a lot of his education from came from the military because, of course, they mm-hmm. they didn't go to school for very long.
2: Um, both my grandparents, well, was Grandpa a migrant farmer, too?
3: No, Grandpa worked at the ranch down.
2: Okay, so he was more area. a ranch hand. My grandma was the migrant farmer. So what,
1: what ranch did he work at? Was it here in town?
3: It was off, it was, if you go down Newland Road, you just go straight. Now it's just, of, it's just a field now. Uh-huh. And he used to go to school. There was a little house in front of a, uh, on Newland Road and what's called Harris Hill Road, right? Yeah. Right on the corner, there was a, a little house, and that was their school.
0: Mm.
3: So he would walk over here to school, and of course, there was there was the farmland right there, and that's where he would work.
2: So that, and then my grandma <coughs> was a migrant farmer, so she would go, you know, with her family for the different seasons. Um, I do. I found this out from one of my theas that my grandpa, after the military, and I guess while he was starting the business. He went to a business school that was offered behind the old post office, and that's where he got some of um, his, I guess, some education on how to run a, a small business. I know that the Thordens here in town—that mm-hmm. uh, I forgot what their bank was called at the time. State Bank. State. Bank. I thought Think it was American. So. Um, They—that was his bank. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> he needed something, he would go there, and I—I'm assuming that they kind of helped guide him along on how uh, well the state bank
0: is someone right across the street here that frost eventually Mm -hmm. bought but yeah that's the old state bank that was right here you know so everything was right downtown so
2: I I know that he was he was the Thordens are a good customer and he that's where he would do his personal banking too and then of course the business banking so that's where I'm assuming they kind of gave him some guidance Mm
3: -hmm. well he was because you would rent from the Miss Ramsey yes and I think Miss Ramsey helped him a lot too. Is it too. Charles
1: mm-hmm. Charles Ramsey's uh, mother? Mother.
3: Yes, mm-hmm. I, I I'm assuming she helped him a lot, and also the person that there was a cleaner right here on Hut Hut Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I think the gentleman's name last name was White, and he would talk to Dad a lot about it, mm-hmm. and he was Anglo, so that was a lot of help for him.
1: So your dad was really good in in gathering information mm-hmm. and, yes, he, and he, trying to to move forward, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my deal kind
2: of touched about my grandpa would send money home. I kind of wanted to mention that his dad died when he was young with pneumonia. So his mom was raising seven kids by herself. So that's part of the reason why. And I know like a lot of fam- a lot of um, people, soldiers were sending money back home to family members like that. So, but um, my grandpa didn't get a, a true formal education, but one of the things he was great with was math, which from... Oh, both God, my he's, be-
3: he's killed us on that math till yeah. til you dropped I mean you before you were in the second grade you knew everything
2: yeah. and that's uh, one of my <laughs> things that my other thea said all of them said it that math was the biggest thing that he grilled them on because that's what he knew sure that was no, the one yeah. thing he knew so he grilled them on that and she said she remembers being in the back of the cleaners with him and he would be quizzing her on her multiple occasions
3: yeah. yeah. I think till this day Roy and I could sometimes just add up the ticket. Mm-hmm. Just looking at it without Yeah, I can't know. do
1: that. Well and and it's it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of kids a lot of kids nowadays that I find don't don't have the proper mm-hmm. skills. You know, they all depend on a calculator or mm-hmm. they go to their you know, their phone their to phones, do that. Yes. And um, they they don't have that proper skill to be able to you know, look what happens now is if everything's so um, geared to the electronics a well, gas now station it's closed it's down, good. a grocery store closed down, you can't get your groceries because Nobody knows how to add, and then you say, "Oh, where's the tax?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "How do I figure tax? I don't even know what the sales tax is." <laughs> well,
3: back then we didn't have taxes. Back in the day we didn't have to worry about that. Texas. Well, they just yeah, but you problems. do now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have problems
0: so much of the time, even knowing how to give you change. If the if something's not right, you give yeah. them a, enough to make it out. It's like uh, well, see, yeah, that's
2: something that by because well, again, I would go to the cleaners when I was little. That was one of the first things I remember it was my mom teaching me to give, give back change without using. A calculator,
1: so yeah. And God forbid, forbid you give them a nickel, and then it throws them all off. What am I doing? With yeah, <laughs> give me yeah, a dollar I've back, put, please. I've
3: done that. I've given like it's ten dollars and twelve cents. Okay, here's twelve cents, and here's ten dollars. They give you the 12, the twelve cents back, and then they give you the dollars. So I'm good. <laughs> <What>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, it, it, it's it's good. It sounds like your your um, grandfather had a a, a good uh, skill for the mathematics, which. Mm-hmm. It, you know you kind of need it yeah you needed it you know mm-hmm. keep we accounts still, we, and we
3: still do yeah.
1: mm-hmm. no calculator for you guys right no.
3: <laughs> not, not that days
1: <laughs> um so let me get your perspective and I'm going to ask you uh, Armando this question first and then I, I guess I kind of want to uh, do a comparison for you uh, working in your in your in your father's cleaners um What was that experience like? I mean, what time were you expected to be there? And I'm going to assume that you work long hours, to be there from the morning to the time that you left. What all was your, uh, in your scope of line of work there at the cleaners, what all did you do?
3: Uh, Pretty much everything. Uh, Machine would break. Dad would get this gentleman to come in and fix it for him, and he would tell me, look at what he does. I'm going, why am I going to look at why it does? You know, I'm not going to fix it. But apparently it ends up that I am the one that's fixing it. Oh, yeah, you (laughs) are. Yes. (laughs) So, and that's just the way it was. I mean, something would break, and eventually I would fix it because uh, Dad wouldn't repair very much anymore Mm -hmm. after I started, (coughs) which was, I never really took it, you know, to consideration that I was doing it. because it just seemed like that's what I'm expected to do with no question. So it was just, it's just funny, you know, because it was just. And as far as going to work, what time? After school, if I didn't have anything or I could, I would just walk from the high school down to San Antonio Street and help him in the back. Or if he wanted me to, he would, I would come to work with him. Same thing with Gloria. So sometimes we were there first thing in the morning till what what time or twelve o'clock or till we finished.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And how how about how was that experience for you? I mean, did you did you work at the cleaners when you were going to school or? Um, so
2: all of us kids, my mom's kids, we would all say we've been working there since we were little because if we went to wait for our mom, she wouldn't just let us sit there usually. She would have us, you know. Sweep or, sweep or file. Back then we had handwritten tickets, so we would follow them by alphabet order or we'll grab clothes off the rack for her. Um, but I didn't really start working, working, I think, till my junior or senior year. My sister, Veronica, was the one who started before any of us. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a big saver. So <laughs> she was the one who started first. Um, she actually remembers a lot of stories about working with our grandpa in the back. I was in the front. Mm-hmm. And i would help more and yeah and more in the front and the assembly part when i was working um i don't know it's just kind of something you do because mm. i was born into it it was just like it didn't feel like work even now even though i know i'm working it doesn't still feel like work, work.
1: so so how is it um you all work together you here's your family and for a lot of people it's hard to to disengage that okay we're working together but then and that uh, this is for you it you go home and you've got your sisters that you're working with at the cleaners how hard it was that I mean to disengage from that or was mm-hmm. Gloria already married no you got married first
3: yeah. I got married first, first.
1: but so did we were, were, were all of y'all living at home while y'all were working at the cleaners
3: uh, no uh, oh, Stella
1: was already married right
3: Susanna and, and uh, Susanna got a job with the benchmark benchmark insurance and then Stella with was person. worth with the record San works right uh-huh, uh-huh. and then she was she took a job at Texas, Texas State. State yeah uh, Roy and I were basically the only ones that really worked it um, you know it was what kind of thing?
1: But do I have do well, your relationship with 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 Gloria there at the cleaners was it a good oh. one? Was there any like
3: headbutting oh, yes, or? Yes, there's that, issues. That. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, that's like any family
2: business. We get on each other's nerves. Even now, like you know, we get frustrated with each other. But at the end of the day, you're still family. You still work together. You put that aside. Yeah, and, and, and you go day. to sleep, and then it's a new day. But I know, I know when they were growing up, because I've always heard their stories. It didn't really affect too much cuz like you were already married so you're not living with mom, right? My mom.
3: I didn't live with your mom very long. I yeah. mean, yeah. well, till I got married, then yeah. I didn't live with her. Yeah. And then but they she were just got married a year, then she got married a year later. So, you know, it was just we all just split up after that.
1: And your work stuff stays at work and you go home and Well, we used
3: everything. to we used to take work home, you know, cuz we would do bills and stuff at home and eventually i i would leave everything at work because mm-hmm. it was getting to me mm-hmm. and roya i think she still takes work home oh yeah
1: she well, well it, and it's hard <laughs> it's hard you know you got a marriage you got kids and mm-hmm. you're here at home and that takes away from all this other mm-hmm. stuff that's going on here you're so busy that you're neglecting your 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 home life so i think for my mom i think part of the reason why she would
2: bring work home is because you know she had to come back home at a specific time because she mm-hmm. had to make sure you know, she got us bathed, she had to make dinner for us, and if we had homework, she had to do, make sure we did our homework right. And then if she, I remember my dad like converted our little closet to a sewing room, so she would do some sewing there after, you know, she had put us to bed and stuff.
1: And and it's really hard because, you know, we talk about this all the time um, at home amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. how you, you have a family business and you're constantly working. But people out there don't see how hard it is. They just look at you and they think, "Oh, you got a business. You have a lot of money." And these perceptions get mm-hmm. get made, uh, you know, about you or your family. But they don't understand how hard it is and the the time that you put in that that you don't get. In fact, I know one year we were working at a bank. Uh, Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh, pipes had busted, and you know they don't see that. That you know my dad's thing was like, "Hey, when there's work, we're going to work. We're not mm-hmm. going to turn anything down." And so a lot of times. Even when you're having family gatherings or 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 functions, mm-hmm. that that work stuff for us always came first. It was like we're going to put everything down and.
3: Well, we got. A st- I had a story with my dad when his he lost his mother. I was, I think I don't know if I got really upset, but I I couldn't say nothing because it's my dad. This gentleman went to the to the funeral home and asked, told him he needed his clothes. <laughs> you know, I'm going. And now I see that if I think about it, and I'm going, nobody better come and ask me to cook, you know. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. That's a, se- a sense of no respect there. Yes, you know, that you was can't no, even yes. let somebody mourn. Yeah.
3: No, they didn't let him mourn at all. I mean.
2: And, I mean, even with our grandma, when my grandma, you know, his his my uncle's mom passed away, uh, we were still expected to kind of work. It yeah, was hard to close it down when she to shut the store down <laughs> when we were trying to, you know, well, bury our grandma. we didn't
3: shut it down. We, we let the... <laughs>
2: we had to leave, we showed up to work, and then we left to go to the funeral home, and then we went to, you know, the burial site, and then after we got done with all that, we had to go straight back um, to the store. And same thing, when our grandpa passed away, we did the same thing. Um, you know, you just, we, that, at that time again, like, we felt that pressure that it needed to get done from the, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I think those are the things that you do to keep to keep moving, right? And mm-hmm. um, people don't understand or feel feel your pain, but it's good that you have your family members that you can you can lean on because at the end of the day, that that basically well, is yeah. You know what, what what you have left, but but there's stories. You know, I think people, like I say, they make perceptions, mm-hmm. but they don't really understand what goes on mm-hmm. behind the scenes. I get a
3: kick when they tell me, you know, well, I'm going to sue you and I'm going to take your business. I'm like, <laughs> Please, you, <laughs> you, sir,
1: you, please. <laughs> you, you
3: go, you go right ahead, and if you want me to, I'll work for you, and you can pay me, and I can take off when I want to.
1: <laughs> take 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 my I'll property. Call it, tax I'll call tax it well.
0: Let's <laughs> take a quick station. I do break. We'll be right back with you. This is uh, KCSM.org, dot Two committee radio.
4: Hey everyone, I'm Diesel D, co-host of KZSM's Veterans Hour. Every week on Mondays at 3 p.m., join me and my trusty sidekick, Steady Steve, as we pontificate and navigate through various issues relating to those who have served and those who have served those who served. From resources and history to our weekly Ask a Vet portion, we sit at the front window and watch the world go by, and we chat about all things fun, funky, and infuriating. Join me, Diesel D, and Steady Steve every Monday at 3 p.m. for Veterans Hour. We'll see you on the
3: flip side. Frank Zappa said, so many books, so little time. Quiet Groucho Marx observed, outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Quiet! To find out what others think about books, join Priscilla Vancellina on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. on KZSM.org when she hosts Bookmarked, a program for real book people. Quiet, damn dog.
1: Wait, do I hear bagpipes? No, I can't I can't be hearing bagpipes. Not on KZSM.org. Oh, wait a minute. That's right, Limey's Lass has a show on Saturdays, Celtic Corner. Comes on at noon. I guess I am hearing bagpipes. Oh, what a day. I can't wait to see what else she's going to play for me.
0: And we're back here with in the studio. Kathy.
1: So we have Veronica who's going to join us for the last part of the conversation here. And um, I understand that you probably could tell us a couple of stories about your grandfather. I understood that you spent a little bit more time with him because you worked with him uh, in, in the back part of your, y'all's office building. So is there a story that particularly comes to mind that you remember about your grandfather?
4: Yeah. So um, I guess I should say, like, I started working there, I think, in was it seventh grade yeah yeah and uh well I had been writing then and I had there had always been like this figure in our family history which was my grandpa's brother who died in World War II and that's like the perfect way and oh and he wasn't buried until like three years later and I was like that's perfect for writing so grandpa tell me about your brother and he'd be like well my grandpa but anyway he would say like he was a musician and to me that was really interesting because in our family, like the everyone was just like rubberholics. So like someone who's like an art an artist that was I thought about. It. Yeah, some I was like, Oh, well that's why we love music, I guess. It's in <laughs> our blood or something. And then um I don't know, he would tell us about his brother or tell me about his brother. He'd talk about like they didn't really have money but they would go play stick ball. Like what what was it made out of? I don't the ball I mean. Oh I don't know, it was like a sock or something, you know? And then um what else? He would talk about um. Just like, hey, save your money. Yeah. Like, consejos.
1: Did he ever give you any consejos, you know, advice? You know, mainly just save your, save your money. money. Like,
4: yeah. he's like, work. Don't spend like, it. Work, don't spend it yeah. Save it. But he knew I was saving it for a car at that point. I was thinking about a car b- by then, and um, so he was like, you're you're doing it right. Yeah.
2: But they were big savers. Yeah, because I've they heard stories that uh, grandma, my dad, my grandpa entrusted our grandma with the money for home so she was the saver. she was in charge of the finances they would go on the weekends to auction off hogs that they would raise and we remember the hogs because when we were little they still had at least one hog and chickens or, oh and chickens because we were that was our job was going to go look for all the eggs mm. and um so you know they always had fresh meat my mom i've heard her tell the story of her churning to make fresh butter and you know milk and they always had a cow and right there where Casper's was that was the field right that's
4: they the they had they had a little garden. Oh, the garden the
3: garden was on the on this where well, you had your garden no, I
4: think he had it there I remember like seeing he corn there. Yeah. yeah so they
2: that's what they did they 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 pretty much provided everything they grew and farmed everything they needed cuz you know he was a ranch hen. she was a farmer perfect mm.
4: which was funny cuz on our dad's side they were very poor and he would tells us like you don't know what starving is which but we didn't m- get till we're no. older but, but my but mother I, was like
1: but i think for a lot yeah. of hispanic families growing up at that time mm-hmm. the majority the majority mm-hmm. of our parents fall in that in that poor category right, right? Mm-hmm. and i think that's why for them they were able to make it because they knew what it was mm-hmm. to to not have and to save up and to have that desire and that dream to give better for, afford a better opportunity for their kids well that's a good thing that you said that because i had actually
2: talked so when i started pressing in the back um one of the ladies who was there since my grandpa was there her name is pauline she always tells me stories about my grandpa and i had told her i was getting ready to come to the radio station and i asked her do you have any stories about my grandpa and she's like you know what one of the things i remember him telling me about this business it's not just for me it's for the family he's like i'm doing this for my kids and she's like and it wasn't just you know, you know, your Theas and your Theo. She's like, he was thinking of y'all. Once y'all came into the picture. He wanted to make sure y'all were provided. And the place where he, the land that he bought off of, Uland. It, how many acres is it? It was like it was
4: five. five.
2: It was about more or less five acres. And he had bought all that because he had, he wanted to have that land in case the kids, my Theas and if they wanted to live there. So that's why he always he always prepared for his family. He always wanted to
1: make sure he left something for them.
0: Well, Kathy, we just have uh, about another minute or two here.
1: We talk about about the legacy. So tell me what it is that that you want us to know specifically about both your 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 mother and your father and and your grandfather. What what you know if you're dreaming about continuing the legacy. What is it that they left behind for you? They left.
2: Behind not just a business, but a, a history that I want to continue, which is not just good service, but that there is, like, I guess, a sense of p- community pride because we do give back to the community, too.
0: Service to the community. There you go. There I you like go. that
2: better. Um, we've seen, uh, like I said, people have seen us growing up there. Uh, not too many people remember my grandparents, but one young man came and he remembers my grandma and he's probably in his 20s but yeah the fact that we see different generations coming through that's what we hope to give and you know they talk to us about their things like their joys in their life their sadness we've seen some we've seen some customers pass away that we really love and it it hurts it hurts when we see Mm -hmm. our customers like not they're just not a customer but it's
1: they kind it's of become somebody. family you get to know them yeah. you spend you know five minutes of your time they come in and they say oh my daughter's coming into town or my son's getting married or when or, they come know. and especially like if it's during there's been a few times i remember
2: someone just lost their spouse or their child you know we feel for them like we see them we feel for that pain and we you know we just tell them, we're here for you we're going to pray for you and you know we we try to help them the not just with the service but also with an emotional comfort
1: mm-hmm. well and and that is the perfect way to to end the evening I want to thank you guys for um, coming out and uh, telling us your your story and um, go ahead and tell us how uh, we can find you guys have a Facebook page a website we do have a website it's uh, Victory Cleaners Inc. dot Inc.com
2: and then we are on Facebook and we just started up the Instagram
1: awesome <laughs> way to stay way to stay active <laughs> in the social media and, world and
0: now you just get to catch up on Twitter and TikTok and all the oh rest of them so. no no
1: no thank you
3: I don't know about Twitter
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so before before we close out I have to give out a shout out to the University of the Incarnate Word go Cardinals are moving on to the next uh play. so their next game is going to be on December the 9th so um I'm doing the shout-out because their head coach now is going to be the coach in our backyard now, so yeah. J- J- uh, G.J. Uh, Kenny. Mm-hmm. is going to be here next year with the Bobcats. With so the Bobcats. Yeah. I
0: know. I, I I was wondering whether you were going to pick up on that link or not yeah. tonight. <laughs> so and I
1: also went out uh, last night, and I listened to a very mariachi Christmas over at Texas State. The mariachi <laughs> program over there is fantastic. I enjoyed myself so much. So, yeah, that was really good. And so,
0: so. Th- was, are they going to have any more shows, or was that it? No,
1: this is it for, for this year. But uh. Uh, I'm working on something to try to bring some of the, the young men and maybe one or two of the young ladies from um, – university to come out and do a show for us yeah, next and, year so. and
0: we're gonna have some christmas specials coming up yeah too. we've got a
1: deal uh somebody's gonna come and talk to us about las posadas that was, used to be a real big thing here in san marcus where you go out and do it's like 10 or 12 days of laying the baby jesus mm. so we've got somebody that's going to come and talk to us about that and
3: i remember doing the posada coming from saint john's up in the hill
1: yeah wow Down to the center so what what, what year was that like 70
3: uh 80 it was 88
1: 88 wow yeah so we have somebody i think mr bolinson might come and do mm. uh, do the, the the show for us and um a nice man. we've got somebody coming out to talk to us about Guadalupe Chapel so yeah we were in distress because we thought that Guadalupe Chapel was going to go away but we're, we're going to try to save the building there and we've got somebody <coughs> coming to talk to us about Guadalupe Chapel so I want to thank you once again for being here uh I've enjoyed this conversation with y'all and uh we'll call it a night thank you for,
0: for having us and this has been race is here on kcsm.org True community radio thank you for tuning in tonight